The Cost Camps Coaches Show, Episode 11. Coaches, welcome to the Cost Camps Coaches Show. Today's guest, we have Coach Josh Borelli. He's the head football coach at Lower Dolphin High School. Coach Borelli was a... Yeah, I think I hope I'm getting this right because he played at, Le- at Lebanon Valley College when I was there, but I think he was a 2014 grad from Lebanon Valley and then went to Western New England. And at Western New England, he was an assistant coach there for two seasons, uh, got hired at Shippensburg University, was there for four, four years, um, three seasons. One got canceled because of COVID. And then in March of 2021, he was hired as the head football coach at Lower Dolphin. Um, and th- this year, Lower Dolphin High School kind of had a, a bounce-back year. He was named by his peers in the Keystone Division as Coach of the Year and just recently named by Penn Live as the mid-pen, the overall mid-pen Coach of the Year. So congratulations, Coach, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. And if you haven't listened to previous shows, by the way, I'm I'm one of his assistant coaches, so I'm also interviewing my boss at the same time here. <laughs> this is this is a former player that, that when I was a, a coach played for me, and now I'm coaching for him. But it's it's a pretty neat relationship, and, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we uh, we got it going this year, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, pretty web dynamic there. Yeah, right. we we uh, installed, and when I say we, I had nothing to do with it. I mean, the coaching staff, uh, led by Coach Borelli, we installed a drill that we did at our defensive practice. And we did it mid, midway through the season, and, and Coach Borelli is going to talk in detail about it. Um, and, you know, I'll chime in every now and then, but, but Coach, kind of take it away and, and just start with, you know, how, how it came about and, you know, what the thought process was there and why it came about. And, you know, just kind of start from the ground up. So, yeah, I mean, the drill's called, well, we named it the spill-fill drill. It's really a spill, fill, and a force drill all in one. Um, And it kind of came about, we were a couple weeks into the year. I mean, you kind of said it already, but we were a brand new staff. Almost everybody we had was brand new to the Lower Dolphin. So we're installing a lot of new scheme. And some of our kids were, they understood the scheme. They just didn't understand how to in, install the techniques we're teaching them within the scheme defensively. And our scheme wasn't over the top complex, but roles would change. Like sometimes you're spilling, sometimes you're forcing, sometimes you're filling, depending on what we're doing. Um, and we were just struggling a little bit with that. And then on top of that, just coming from college coaching, as my previous experience was, from to high school, that practice time you have to teach those things is basically cut in half. So we we're trying to figure out a way to get that necessary teach time in the amount of time that we actually had without sacrificing the practice time that we had for anything else. So uh, we sat down and we drew up this spill-fill drill, which the whole goal is to teach the techniques, but also teach how using that technique affects the people around you, the other guys on the defense. So the drill itself kind of 
evolved as the year went on based on the teams that we played. And once I start talking about the schematics of the drill, that'll make a little bit more sense. But it really became a great drill for us. And like you said, we did it every single week from that week on. And you could see the proof on the tape. If you watch game one, the game 10, uh, as far as spilling blocks, playing force and, and uh, plug players and alley runners, all those things, uh, our kids were our kids were 10 times better at the end of the year than the beginning of the year. And I think this drill had a lot to do with it. The, uh, the coaching had been there all year. We, you know, we, you saw, so I was on the offensive side, but I could see all the defensive coaches and the, the the dynamic of the coaching staff was a lot of our defensive coaches are young coaches. They're all, a lot, I shouldn't say all, but most of them are under the age of 30. And and they were doing a good job coaching everyone. And, you know, they were verbalizing fits, run fits, and trying to coach run fits. And and I, and like you said, I think our players were starting to get it, but then when it come, when it came to game time, it was just different. They weren't really, uh, you know, in the heat of the battle. They're kind of screwing up those fits. So we're when when coach gets into the details of the drill, the, the, after we did it, after the kids saw what we were trying to do, and it's and it's it's a simple thing. They that's when it it carried over to the game. That's when it started, like you said, like it clicked for everyone. So mm-hmm. so go ahead, coach, and and just kind of go through what the what the drill is all about. Yeah. So. Uh... We'll just call it the spill fill drill because it kind of rolls off the tongue. The spill fill drill. So uh, it's basically a half line drill. So we're working basically from for easy for make it easy. We're working from the center to the left and then the center to the right, and it's two different groups. So we're working a left side and a right side. And when those all and everybody's like, well, that's a lot of kids. That's a lot of numbers. We just replace them. We we're big with the trash cans that lowered often, so we've replaced those bodies with trash cans that we didn't need. You just have to have the essential parts in there. So we would usually have a pulling guard, a down blocking either tackle or tight end, depending on the scheme that we're playing that week. Uh, and then we'd have a kickout guy, whether that's an a H-back, a fullback, or the another guard or t- tackle type coming around. Um, and then that's on the offensive side of the ball. So that's your look. And then on the defensive side of the ball, we'd have three to four players. It would be a DN type, an outside linebacker type, and a middle linebacker slash safety type. So most of our team could get involved in this drill. Now, we usually sent the corners and the nose guards and those guys away to work on skills by themselves if they didn't have to do this. But that's how the whole drill kind of looked aesthetically. And then once we got into it, we could we would just run our base calls and have the kids run their techniques off that calls. The offense was doing the same exact thing almost every single play. And we would give them or if we if we rewind time, like we're gonna do this drill next year, I'm gonna have this drill be a full speed live drill because it, we pull a lot on offense, so I would like our offense to get the reps as well. Um but for since it was a defensive drill, we gave our guys hand shields so we could get full speed collisions and they not have to worry about themselves. Um but the purpose was for instance, if I was the D end and I was lined up in a five technique off the tackle and I know that tackle's down, we were teaching that guy spill at first. And I just want him full speed, wrong arm, spilling that kick out block that's coming behind those trash cans. And then they started understanding what that looked like and how it felt and what the angle was you needed to take. But then we would pause the drill and, and we would tell them they were incorrect and they didn't understand why, but it was because they didn't get hands on that tackle. And then we pause the drill 
and we show them that if you don't get his hands on the tackle, look at the middle linebacker and look how he, how much harder it is for him to get over top of this guy coming down. And then that's when they really started kicking, clicking for the kids. And I think it's more of a generational thing too. All these kids want to know why they're doing certain things. They're just not doing it for sure. Um, like they, uh, they would always ask questions, but once they see, oh, that's why this is so important, then they started taking the extra effort to do those little things, and they really helped us out in the grand scheme of things. Now, that, that for instance, I already said the D end was spilling, the linebacker was flown over top, and then we'd have that overhang player for that kickout guy, and he was the guy setting the force. So we had a guy blowing up the first puller, we had a guy setting the edge, and then it really gave our linebacker the perfect look of what an alley should be. And we actually did this with our safeties too, of what the alley should be and where it's going to hit. So that way we can get a, a good in-game look at what we're going to see when game time comes because all high school coaches know it's really hard to get those looks when you're running the full 11-11 scout team. Um, you don't get the same alleys and the same lanes, the same speed when you have all those bodies out there. So this really kind of blend those two together. Well, not only do you, you don't get the look during scout team, but you can't do it as an individual position group. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like if you're a D line coach and you're trying, like you talked about the example you used, where you're talking about the DN having to get his hands on the tackle and then, and then spilling. That's mm-hmm. like that's kind of too easy to do in like a drill where there are no other. There's no real lead blocker. And then yeah. it's hard for them to see why they're doing it, like you mentioned there. Yeah. But when you bring everybody together, and that, and that that also breaks out. That that's the important. It shows how important this is to the overall scheme of our defense and run fits. That that a lot of the team is involved. I think the only guys that weren't there were our corners and our nose our nose tackles. I think that was it. Yeah, those are the only two positions that weren't part of the drill. Yeah. And so you had ninety percent of your team there. And it just—it was so important for those guys, and 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 by having everyone there, it highlighted how important that drill was and how important mm-hmm. the run fit is. Um, and, keep going, coach. No, no, no. I was just gonna say, and uh, it also it, it got the energy there with all the kids around. It, it it sounds like it's a lot, but it's really not because there's only really three people moving on each side of the ball. So you uh, you get a ton of reps in a short amount of time going back and forth between those two groups: the left group, right group, left group, right group. So. We split things up talent-wise, too. In other words, we had kind of like our varsity, you know, those guys were on one side, and then JV guys would be on the other. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we'd switch it up. And I thought that was a nice touch to everything, too, because you kind of have talent on talent, if you will, and, and you get your varsity guys getting a lot more reps that way. And they're not going against guys that they shouldn't be going against. Exactly, yep. What you said about the offensive part of things, too, um, that – it. it it's important for guys on offense to understand, you know, if 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 there's a spill, how that how that affects the dynamics of the run play. Yeah, and, exactly. And it also, you know, it, if you're if you're an offensive coordinator that really wants to get inside that that spill, you know, that's that's repetition for the blocker to kick out that spill to get inside of it and really mm-hmm. change tr- change how you want that the run whoever the ball carrier is how you want them aiming their aiming point and, and, you know, philosophy. And, and, and I think it is, it's, it's a good drill to also rep offensively too, but we, we took advantage of it defensively and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, and like you said about the offense, um, 
and this goes in hand in hand with the defensive positivity. We run a, a couple different looks, which change our rules. Like, for instance, I mean, this coach is listening to this, so we have a five technique, which we might force or spill from that. And then we'll also put our defensive ends in a four-eye technique, which would change our rules and things would be different. But that, if you look at it from either side of the ball, it changes rules and you need to practice to get it done. So it, uh, it helps out both sides. And I know for a fact it really helped out our secondary run fits because out of any group, in my opinion, I'm also a little biased towards DBs, but um, teaching run fits at a secondary le- level is the hardest thing to do just as an individual group in practice when you're just by yourselves because you, you need a ton of body. You need the bodies to do it. Then they also need to understand blocking schemes to be able to give a simulation look, and they also need to be able to see at full speed. So it helped out our safeties a lot. Usually when uh, when the DBs are together as a group, it's all about the passing game. Yeah. So it's always nice to get those safeties who have to – a lot and a lot of defensive schemes, the safeties have to be guys that can do both. They get guys that can play the pass, play the deep half if it's cover two. I don't know mm-hmm. if, you know, some defensive play – they play some man-to-man. They have their safeties playing the flat. That's a lot of stuff you got to do coverage-wise. And, you know, you only have a limited amount of time, but when you get this drill – in with with an entire group now the safeties get that run they get that run rep as well exactly and and coaches listening to this too can they can kind of alter that drill whatever however they'd like to to fit their defensive scheme because everyone's got to take on that that blocking scheme where you're going to yeah. get those two lead blockers and, and a ball carrier behind them with one guy you know one ball carrier kicking out and the other kind of coming underneath that block and then getting your ball carrier through mm-hmm and 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 just to further what you said, we did that one week this year. We played a a midline veer team, and uh, we just adjusted our drill to take out the puller and attached on to triple option responsibilities. So uh, that really helped us out for that week. But it's really easily adaptable, especially once the kid understand the kids understand where the spots are, what needs to be filled, how's it going to work. It's real easy to kind of plug and play. We we didn't we talked about filming it. We didn't film it during practice, but that's another that, that'd be taking it a step further and allowing guys to see how the fits work, and then kind of mm-hmm. showing some sort of clip of of that that running play in practice during a game. Like uh, when I say in practice, like the pra- practicality of the drill for game sake, how it transfers yeah. to to game the game speed. And uh, and because it's you're not doing a full line thing because of trash cans. I was actually thinking. This we're going to try it out this spring, and this is the off-season drill we're going to start, especially the younger kids, because there's a lot less moving parts that they can see their responsibilities a little quicker. So that way, when the bullets start flying, they kind of got the better concept of it. I think a huge mistake that, and and I can remember this as whenever I was a force player as a, as a young player, I remember you know being that force guy and thinking running up field. That's what that's how you force everything. Yeah, and that that was a big difference I saw once we started doing this drill in games. Guys started playing a little more physical, realizing they it wasn't a run up field thing. They're just getting washed up field. They they kind of had to stay on that you know just across that line of scrimmage in order to force stuff into their yeah. body. Yeah, and and uh, we actually talked that that you hit that spot on. That was a big issue for us at the beginning of the year because. Everybody uses the term, you got to stay outside, keep your also shoulder free. And they're like, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. But they're four yards, five yards, six yards deep in the backfield. Um, 
And what we started explaining to our guys, and we'd pause the drill just like we talked about with uh, getting the hands on the tackle. We'd pause the drill, and we say, there's vertical seams and there's horizontal seams. If you get too far up the field, you're creating a, a seam. It's just sideways instead of vertically. Um, and then we explained to them how hard it is for the fill player to fill that much space. And, and that, it, again, it's just kind of a talking to them. It means that they understand and, and showing them how all the pieces work together. And now it's a team game. It kind of really blended it together easily for them to understand it. Well, we, um, if you understand, if you know, if you've seen Cedar cliff play, you know, we kind of got, we kind of got the ball rammed down our throats when we played Cedar cliff in the regular season. And, <laughs> and, and, it, you know, we, we talked about, you know, I know you guys talked about run fits during that week. I, I actually think that might be the game that we decided to yep. put the drill. In, to be for, honest sure. for sure. Yeah. And, you know, after that, we, we played him then, I don't know, a month later, five, six weeks later. And it was just totally different. I mean, just, just having our guys rep that thing. And then when we played him the second time, what a difference that made for our players. And then, you know, seeing those same blocking schemes against other teams gave them confidence and that was just a totally different ball game. The second time we played it, we ended up losing a, a, a tighter ball game. You know, the first time the game was just completely controlled by Cedar Cliff. The mm -hmm. second game, it kind of came down to the wire, and, and that drill had a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah, and our kids, you just tell the way they played. It's funny. We go back and watch old film with them sometimes when we uh, are, are watching film with the kids, and they could see it. They'd even call themselves out on film for uh, – not doing it right, and they could see the, how much progress they've had between week what four or five that was to yeah. week eleven. Yeah, and uh, it was it was a great transformation. That drill had a lot to do with it. It also helped change their mindset where they weren't thinking as much; they were just playing football. So, well, I hope coaches that you're able to get something from this. And I know a lot of guys are there. You know, there's a lot of X's and O's out there, but drills are always something that you can improve on throughout practice and. And doing this, we we don't do it long in practice. I, that's only like a uh, what is that? Like a ten minute period? Yeah, I think it's a twelve minute period 12 for minutes. us because we go by fours. Yeah, right. but um, but yeah, and, and like and just to, sorry to steal your thunder here, but we have a couple drills like this, and it's really really beneficial for us. Um, and I'm a huge fan of how many different skill sets can we practice within one drill without making the full team thing, and. uh that's the biggest benefit of this drill, in my opinion. It was, um, it, you know, it was just the players weren't, you know, they, they didn't know who we were. You know, they didn't know what how they were going to be coached. And it was just fun, you know, kind of breaking things down. You know, I'm a big minutia guy, like a detail guy. And mm -hmm. it was fun when we, when we kind of brought the details out how they were supposed to play this. It's fun watching them develop as football players, and yep. and you could kind of see them start to trust us a little bit more, and, and they started to kind of realize that we know what we're talking about, and it really did did, did turn our seasons around. And I'm not saying I'm not saying this particular drill right here turned our season around, but it was a big part of it. So yeah, it's just something little like that. I mean, you never know. Yeah, that's it, just a small representation of what exactly you were saying that drill right there, and uh, but yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun, and you could see. Some of the kids, when their eyes open, they kind of clicked for them. That's the that's the greatest moment for a coach, right there. So, well, the key of this year, coach, is <clears throat> excuse me, we we get that done. 
we do it in the spring, like you said, and, and rep it during summer camp and get these guys so, so we're ready to rock and roll week one with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, we don't we have to make that adjustment after we've lost three games and try to claw ourselves into the playoffs. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, I hope some coaches can get something out of that. And, you know, if there's other drills that guys have, love to hear from you. And, and um, if you think it'd be beneficial and it wouldn't be, you know, if it doesn't give too much away with what you're doing schematically or, or how you're running your, your offense or defense, love to hear from guys about drills. And, you know, every now and then, Coach Borelli, once you have – might have you back on here to talk about more drills like this. Definitely. Well, thanks yep. for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, Coach. This is awesome. I, I'll talk football any day you want me. So, uh, but yeah, it was fun, and I'm I'm finally glad I get a chance to be on the Cost Camp show. <laughs> we you talk about it a lot, but it's it's fun to actually have you on too. It's actually it's it's fun to talk to you, in a, I guess, in a professional manner. You know, we joke a lot with each other. But yeah. it, it's a this is a different uh, forum for us. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it's 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 fun doing this, and uh, just got to keep it rolling. And um, we're we'll, I'll cut things off there and and kind of let you go, Coach. But I appreciate you coming on. And as I, I I'd invite you back any other time, feel free. And, and I'll probably be reaching out to you sometime in the future. But again, thanks for having me, and and take care, Coach. Yep. Thanks, Coach. Have a good night. You too. Coaches, if you have an iPhone, the Apple Podcast app is installed on any iPhone. Click on it. Search for the Cost Camps Coaches Show. Click subscribe. You'll get updated anytime a new episode comes out. If you don't have an iPhone, go to Spotify. You can sign up for free. And then again, you search for the Cost Camps Coaches Show. Click the subscribe button. You get a notification anytime a new one comes out. Thanks for listening. See you next time.